Thanks for tuning in on Apple or Spotify to listen to another brand new episode of The Eye Test. Before we start the show, please take five seconds to leave a review. Since we don't sell you anything, this is the best way to help us grow. We would really appreciate it. Thanks again, and enjoy the episode. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Eye Test. I'm here with Paul Orlando and Bobby Amendola. Today, we are doing another segment of The Hot Seat. Hot and Seat. And Paul, Paul's going to join in. Paul, you're in the hot seat today. Ooh. Glad I'm wearing a short sleeve shirt for this. Yeah. Even though it is freaking August, but. I got the air <laughs> running right now. We're going to put Paul in the hot seat today. We're going to put Bob in tomorrow, and I'm going to go last. Thank God. Uh, Paul. And I can't handle the adversity that he's taking. Yeah, I'm, taking I'm getting so much too on much Instagram. heat on Instagram and TikTok for my latest mock draft right now. Go ahead and check that out on our profile. It's not looking good. <laughs> not looking good. <laughs> but uh, anyways, Paul, any any final words before it gets hot in here? No, um, I again would just like to, before we get started, just really thank you for your time. Uh, I appreciate uh, all the questions you've prepared today for me. Tactics. I, this, this class I, tactics. I, I hope I can answer them as honestly and open as possible. Are you going to take it one question at a time, Paul? Like I do with everything, like this team does with everything, you know, one practice at a time, one drill at a time, one game at a time. You know, we try not to get ahead of ourselves. So, And, and would you like to thank anyone before you get on the stand? I like to first thank God, and then oh, I'd like yes. to thank okay. uh, my parents, okay. my brother, my girlfriend's very extremely supportive. Um, I, I wouldn't be here without them. He's honest. He's honest, Bob. How about uh, since you're going to be taking it one question at a time? How about we do that, Bob? How about you do a question? I'll do a question. Yep. And let's make it hot. All right, let's do it. And for those who don't know, these um these hot seat questions are going to be draft specific questions. So. Pretty much we're going to be doing asking questions about situational context during the draft. So you could be as best prepared for your fantasy draft as possible. So with that said, Paul, your first question, I'm going to give you a little situation here. Okay. So, Paul, you have perfectly executed the zero wide receiver strategy, a strategy that not a lot of people do. But you've done it in this situation. And you are faced with a decision in round seven. You've already drafted your wide receiver one previously. And you are faced with a decision in round seven for your wide receiver two. And they are two rookies. We know people love to chase rookies for upside, especially maybe these guys. Are you taking JSN or Jordan Addison as your wide receiver two? That's a, that's a great question, Bob. Thank you. And first, I just want to say it's no surprise that I absolutely murdered the first six rounds of my draft. So I am. This is a good problem to be in right here. I really uh, really don't think you can't go too wrong here. I'd be happy with either of them, but I am going to give the edge to Jordan Addison specifically in Ooh, That's ridiculous. <clears throat> Fired. Let, uh, excuse me, what'd you say? Beat reporter over there? <laughs> en enough from you. Back you it up. Suck. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going Jordan Addison here, and it really comes down to a couple things. One, the Seattle Seahawks run the ball a crap ton. I understand Charbonnet is a little banged up right now, but that still doesn't change the offense. 
yeah, Kenny Walker's still there and does not change the offense they want to run. And also, JSN has two very, very capable wide receivers in front of him in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. So a run-first offense, two very, well, one proven running back that we saw last year kill it, and a guy they spent a second-round pick on. And then you got JSN being the third wide receiver on the depth chart on a team that already doesn't throw the ball too much. And do we really expect Geno Smith to at least replicate the numbers he did last year? I don't know. But we've seen Kirk Cousins, and he we've seen him throw the ball a bunch. We've seen him put up numbers offensively, uh, statistically as well. And Jordan Addison comes in and fills that Adam Thielen role. So I think that Jordan Addison could come in and score a lot of touchdowns for this team. He is the number two option right now behind the GOAT, Justin Jefferson. Jordan Addison is never going to see a double team in his life as long as Justin Jefferson is, is uh, located on the other side of him. And so I just think the higher upside is Jordan Addison for this year. Paul, John, you are Paul, you winced a little bit, John. I did. What, are you, what is that, Paul? Just yeah, read the, read the ticker with me. All right, Tank Bigsby puts pressure on ETN. Cup gets back on the field. I'm at Camara suspended right now. Oh, are you? <laughs> it's different for both of us. All right. Well, keep an eye on that because. Did Jordan Addison get hurt or something? Jordan Addison, not the wide receiver, too, as of now. They did their initial depth chart, and K.J. Osborne is the initial. Yeah, just like Jamar Chase was dropping dropping passes in training camp because, yeah, okay. I just think JSN, like, he's so good. He's going to get that separation on any cornerback that guards him, and that's going to lead to passes thrown his way. Like, if he's the open guy, he's going to get the ball. I just feel like I I like listen. You have every right to I, you answer. Can like it the way you want. more, like I said, I don't think this is like it's a good problem to be in if I you're deciding agree. between Jason and Jordan Addison. But I just think for this year, you take a Minnesota offense that has not changed a single lick. They lost Adam Thielen. In comes Jordan Addison, who at one point during the college football season was going to be the number one wide receiver taken. Like he was over JSN, and then JSN just had a really great last couple of games that pushed him, that ascended him to that level. So I don't think, I think you're pulling hairs here, John. I think you're uh, trying, being the typical media that you are, trying to pull some, uh, yeah, you know, I'm John like, works for the, the, John the works next for the headlines left. like, Paul says JSN sucks at football. Yeah, like, right. right. <laughs> now, okay, it is left. a good problem. I'll give you on that. Uh, it is a good problem to have, Paul. This is, this is as your wide receiver too, though. And I, Paul, Paul I actually I think as your wide receiver, too, you're probably looking for a little more of a safe option. I think Jordan Addison is probably the safer option this season because everyone's pretty much, you know, expecting to have that guaranteed Adam Thielen role, whereas JSN, his role is kind of a little up in the air right now, although he probably does have more upside as a better receiver, I think. So I actually think going the safer route is the right answer. Right yeah, now. if this was a dynasty setting, I would have said JSN and we could have just moved on. But yeah, we've dragged this being... one out way too long, actually. Yeah, it was my let's, fault. It's the door guy's on. fault. All right, Paul, my uh, my th- I have a theme for your questions today. My theme is running backs. OK. All right. CMC is off the board. You have the option to draft Eckler or Bijan. Who are you going with and why? Ooh. huh. Again. This is a uh, John. I do love the fedora. I know that you're considering getting a new one, but I still think it looks good on you. It does. Um, 
Yeah. Again, this is this is another good problem to have. Like if, if you're picking between Austin Eckler and B. John Robinson, say it like I imagine Eckler probably fell. So it's probably like five, six or seven. You're, you know, trying to figure this out for redraft as as much as Bijan is the shiny new toy and and the most hyped prospect I'm going to go Eckler here and this is actually because of a statistic that you showed me John so I was a little bit worried on Eckler because I thought I remembered correctly that when Mike Williams Keenan Allen were all were both healthy that Eckler was not as fantastic as we're used to seeing him but he averaged 21 fantasy points even when they were both healthy and he averaged over 25 when one of them wasn't so Besides the contract situation, there's absolutely nothing to sway me from thinking that Austin Eckler cannot go out and repeat that performance. I actually think the Chargers offense hit an all-time low last year. I think they're going to improve this year. And Bijan Robinson, as much as he's a shiny new toy, I am reminded of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire from a few years ago. Everybody drafted. Oh, you did not everybody just make that comparison. So well. No, but I'm saying no, this is actually a shot at John because he used a first round pick on Clyde Edwards Hilaire. That's true. That's true. So I thought you guys would get that. But again, I don't I'm not saying that B I'm not saying that Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Bijan's situation is the same. I think Bijan is a much, much, much better prospect. And I think Bijan will go on to have a fantastic career in fantasy football. But people were hyped on Clyde Edwards Hilaire as well. And my strategy for first round picks is I like to get a guy that I know I can absolutely lock in and he's going to perform. And again, Bijan is as close to a lock as possible for being that. But I just think Eckler is safer and we've seen his upside and we've seen that he can literally win you weeks by himself. So I'm going Eckler. It's a good answer, Paul. And although I'm sure this is probably an answer that split 50 50, um, and there's really not a wrong answer. I do see where you're coming from. I just, I really want Bijan on one of my teams this year. Um, I think, yeah, Bijan, I think. It, and you're going to yeah. have Bijan for another, like, let's just say three years of like pure dominance, maybe more. Probably um, depending more. Depending on his, what his workload looks like. But yeah, you know, you're not going to have Eckler. This is probably it. This is probably the last year for Eckler. Yeah. You know? I think. I think the stat I, I think the stat that you were talking about, Paul, was his maybe his points per game was similar, but I think his target share was much lower when those guys were healthy, which makes sense, obviously. So I think that's more of an efficiency concern with Eckler if everyone's healthy all season. So it like you said, can't really go wrong. I think I would still probably lean the guy that's done it before though in Austin Eckler, if I was given the choice. Um, real quick before Bob goes, Paul, you're going to need a draft board, a completed mock draft board. I got it. You got it. All right. For my next <laughs> question. All right, cool. Go okay. ahead, Bobby. All right. So another very specific situational draft question. So Paul, we know some of the injury concerns with some of the running backs here. So I'm going to give you, a deal on a running back in this situation. I'm going to see if you're going to take it. Okay. So Paul, you have executed taking two wide receivers in the first two rounds. Round three comes around and you're looking at like a mid to late third round pick right now. Brees Hall is staring you in the eye falling to you in the mid to late third round. But there is that little injury concern right now. As of now, 
would you take Brees Hall in that situation or would you maybe try and triple down on another wide receiver? Let's say like Keenan Allen or maybe a Calvin Ridley type. Hmm. That is, that's a good question, Bob. That's a really good question. I am probably actively avoiding Brees Hall unless I get him at a value this year or unless I know more about his injury. And then I also like to see if Dalvin Cook signs. I'd like to see what they do with that backfield. But gun to my head right now, I'm probably going to take Brees Hall in that mid to late third round area. I have two perennial wide receivers. There's a bunch of wide receiver talent still left in the draft, and there's probably not a lot of running back talent. So even if Brees Hall is sidelined for the first couple of weeks, I am banking on the fact that he is young, that he is athletic, that he will regain his full health this year. How bad was his injury last year? He, I think it was just like a clean ACL tear. The Jets have pretty much been I won't say adamant, but it seems like he'll be ready for week one. It's just, I think it's just a matter of how big of a workload they give him initially. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think it's just too much of a talent to pass up there, especially the fact that I need running backs. So, I would probably take Brees Hall in that mid to late third round area and then look to bolster my flex. Or if there's another running back that I like in the fourth or fifth, double down on that, try and, you know, hide Brees Hall as much as I can for the first couple weeks by maybe having a solid fourth round pick at, at running back and probably draft a good quarterback in the fifth round as well just to cover some points. But that Brees Hall pick could be a championship winner when it comes it, to crunch time. It could be. It really could be. If you're get if he does fall, like I think he will fall. I don't know if he'll fall that far, but I've seen him drop a decent amount in <laughs> in drafts recently so that could that could literally be a league winning pick if it's made there yeah i just got you're doing a good job today the cat just flew at me bro doing doing great paul john you want to close us out with your last question for paul i do paul again theme is running backs get that draft board ready you're gonna a lot of running backs that's my theme okay i didn't make the theme the theme made me paul you ready You've done it. You've gotten last place. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. All right. Um, the first, <laughs> what do you want your punishment to be now? Yeah, um, right. All right. The first 10 rounds have been completed, but you want to draft one more running back. Who's that one running back at the end of the draft that you would take? That one running back at the end of the draft. Ooh, that's a that's a good one. Define end of the draft. Like, are we picking from absolute scraps here? You have like from a, the eleventh round on. Probably. Oh, eleventh round. I'm sorry, I didn't. I did ten, not hear you say that. Ten rounds are completed. Ten rounds are completed. So I have from the eleventh round on. Hmm. Realistically, I'm probably. God, there's not much down here. You know what? This is actually easier for me than I think. It's going to be I, Gus Edwards. I and knew call, you were going to say that. I knew you were going yeah. to say that. Call, call me a homer. I don't care. <laughs> but, again, we've talked about it before, so I won't spend too much time on it. But there's a very realistic chance that J.K. Dobbins does not play for the Ravens this year. I mean, he is that upset about his contract, even though I think that he has literally no ground to stand on for it. And Gus Edwards is quietly going with an ADP of 211. Uh, that's this undrafted. Is, 
This is a guy who averages almost five yards per carry. It's a guy who is a huge red zone threat. He is someone that we have. Let me, I'm looking up his stats right here. Yeah, he averages. No, I'm sorry. He does average five yards per carry in his career. And so when he does get the ball, he is effective. And this new Todd Munkin offense is supposedly going to include running backs more. And if Dobbins isn't there, that leaves Gus Edwards to handle a lot of the work. So you could potentially be getting an RB1 on what we perceive to be a top 10 offense this year. Undrafted almost. So no, no Algier, no Singletary, no Bigsby. Dude, John, if you, you had to have, you had to have known that Paul was going to name a Ravens player. Yeah. I mean, he would have said like Justice Hill if if possible. <laughs> yeah. So all right. So if, if you want me to real quick go off of somebody that's not a Raven, I'm going to go Roshan Johnson here just because even though as much as I love Khalil Herbert, uh, the reports coming out of Roshan Johnson are great. I have a couple buddies who were big Virginia Tech fans, and they said Roshan was amazing. Or I'm sorry, um, Texas fans. And they said that if Bijan Robinson wasn't on the Texas Longhorns, Roshan Johnson probably would have been a, you know, second round pick or higher. Probably. So, so I'm going to go take a flyer on Roshan Johnson just because I think if it is Khalil Herbert's job to lose, but if he does lose it, Roshan Johnson is next up. All right. That does, Paul, congratulations, dude. You, you did well, Paul. You did very well. Thank handled you. the pressure, handled the adversity. Uh, that does it for Paul's hot seat episode. Up next, Bobby sits down in the middle. Let's Peace. go. Peace.